Tom Exton. Yep. Welcome to Shoreditch. Thank you very much. <laughs> very excited, John. The thing is, we've been yep. ma- mates for years, right? So I don't know how this is going to go. We're no. just going to not try not to swear at each other. You've got some structure, haven't you? I don't have any structure have, at all. Yeah, I have structure. Okay, good. <laughs> so, for anyone that doesn't know, Tom is a car YouTuber. Yep. Finance guy. Sometimes. He's got about 8,000 jobs. <laughs> yep. But um, everyone, including Jordan yesterday, because we talked about it yesterday, um, most people know you for being brutally honest on Instagram and YouTube. It's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you get away with that now, being honest? Because I, I was talking yesterday, um, and we were saying, in the early days of social media, you kind of had to bite your lip. Hmm. But even Jordan yesterday, he got in trouble for, um, well, not in trouble, but in the Daily Mail for like commenting back to someone. Um, but when I compare the stuff that he says to you, I mean, it's like nursery stuff. So what, what he said was worse or better? No. no, compared to you, it's like a nursery thing. <laughs> like what you say to people on Instagram. <laughs> and I know you're toning it down. Like completely <laughs> toning it down completely. So with social media, has it come that far now where you can literally just answer back to people and just be like, fuck off? I think you can. If, if people see that your audience, if your audience see that that person's being completely out of order and then yeah. you pull them apart and you don't attack like a minority group and your, your response is reasonable yeah. and you're not just being a complete pig, then yeah, it's fine. I, I don't swear at, at people on my Instagram. I don't swear at all online. I don't swear in person, do I, John? Ever. You, in fact, you've never heard me swear. Um, but I won't swear online. So if you don't swear at them, you're not kind of attacking any particular group or anything like that. And you're literally just, just, you know, keeping it quite, quite playground and it's fine. Honesty. Honesty is key, right? I yes. Think. Um, the thing is, um, <clears throat> we're talking about, cause Jordan is like a celebrities on TV. Um, and now you have people that have built their own audience. You're one of those people, mm. um, especially in the car world. But you know, um, the, so the difference is, is that your audience are like an army. So if you're brutally honest with someone who's being a dick online, mm. they'll all attack them like a swarm of bees with a celebrity. <laughs> it's not the same, apparently. So yeah. if they say something back, it's almost like they can't in the same way yeah. because the people that follow them are just like casuals, whereas you've got an army yeah. that will attack everybody. That's, see that's probably why I'm getting away with it, to be fair. <laughs> that's probably how I'm getting away with it. If I ever go on TV, then God help me. But uh, until then, yeah, it's fine. To be fair, I think I only dish it out when it's, when it's completely justified. Really? I've read some. They're not justified. Do you know what? I d- All-out abuse I can deal with, but it's the people that kind of give an, a backhanded compliment, the ones that kind of give with one hand, but then give you a little snipe with another. They're the ones I go in on because they're trying to be sneaky. They're trying to have a little dig, and they're trying to have a go, and not on my watch. But the ones that are just like, your face is punchable. I tend to agree with those, but the ones that are having a little sly dig, a little qualifying remark, I go in on them. Give me an example. I actually can't. Do you know what? Off the top of my head, and even if I gave you an example, it made me sound so petty. I mean, I am petty, but I want your viewers knowing that. <laughs> Just go on your Instagram and see it. Go and have a look. <laughs> have another look. I've gone in on. But usually, with every single post, or if someone asks a stupid question, if I write in the caption, um, my hat is from so-and-so, and someone comments, where's the hat from? And they're not doing it in an ironic way. I'll go in on them. Really? Because they need to learn read. Just just read and just think before speaking. Yeah. If anything, you know, it's helpful. It's training them. Yeah. You're improving them. You're improving the world. <laughs> they might be crying all night though because Unlikely. Their, their favorite 
Instagrammer or YouTuber just attack them about not reading. I also check if they're following me. If they're not following me in the first place, then they just then yeah, re- really go. Gloves are off. Yeah, it's fine. Okay, fine. Oh, um, I check my DMs as well. If they've sent like fifty-eight nice DMs, like in the past, and then they make one silly comment, then we 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 give them a pass. <laughs> If they've been little snipey in DMs before, there's this context, John, that it's, it's looked into. So there's this whole spectrum. There's of... a hierarchy, John, of, of responses, yeah. Really? So it's not just an instant flippant response. There's, there's context to a lot of it. So all of um, your messages to me on Instagram or comments are just pure abuse. So where do I sit in this section? I, I can't break, yeah. I'm at the top, right? Yeah, no, well, it's, you, a, it's a family show. You know you can abuse me. <laughs> Whatever you get, you get it back, so it's fine. Too yeah, too fair. I go in on you pretty hard. If there was a snippet of our WhatsApp conversations put on Instagram for 30 seconds, we would both have to leave the platform. <laughs> the, good. The, the planet. The, the planet. <laughs> they both have to change their own names. It's not right. But that's the reality. And I think yeah. that's why honesty works because, um, we all talk about, we all talk shit to our mates. We mm. all take, uh, take the piss out of our, our brothers and sisters, like yeah. abuse the crap out of them. You know, we spend most of our time just abusing each other. I don't, yeah. I don't think we, this is probably our most constructive so far. I'm struggling because I'm, I'm wondering why the C word hasn't gone back and forward 15 times already. Really? Crypto. Yeah. Crypto. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So we could talk about this all day, but I've got yeah. stuff to talk about. Lovely. Is this for me? That is. This is a really nice spread, by the way. Really? This is just It's lovely. vegan. Don't worry. Don't take the mic. <laughs> I'm not, I'm just saying. You've only got one planet, John. I'm just <laughs> saying. Um, McLaren. Yep. It's not a swear word anymore. No. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to make amends for years of abuse. Um, um, what do you want to know? Uh, well, I mean, what, what? You just what? want to set me off, don't you? <laughs> just trigger. I just want to trigger you. That wasn't like, even a question. That was just a word. And yeah. then just waiting for my response. Well, that's all I've written. Just, <laughs> I just wrote McLaren. There's nothing else. <laughs> Should be enough followed. to set him off. That's just one section, one word. The rest is like actual questions in other categories. <laughs> um, you, n- mm. no one likes McLaren. Let's be honest. Do you know anyone? That might be true. Do you know McLaren anyone? McLaren owners say they do. They're the only people that say they do. Um, but I think once they get out of that car, then that changes. Yeah. I, I actually want them to do well. I, I was saying, I, I put something out recently. I said, look, I want them to do well. I don't want them yeah. to go into the floor. It's a British company, British jobs. You know, what they're doing is cool. Yeah. Um, but they've just stuffed up quite a lot of it. Uh, I don't wish them any, any bad anymore. No. I've got over it. It's a new year, John. <laughs> um, I was actually talking to Jordan. I'll stop talking about that. But Jordan talking about McLaren because he yeah. likes McLaren. And he mentioned a couple of things that happened that I wasn't even aware about. There's a McLaren that was in a warehouse that just set on fire overnight. And pe- people. Is that true? Yeah, it set fire to all the other cars. People thought, oh, it's an insurance job. But there was a camera and it was like, it just set on fire. It wasn't, hadn't been on. I, 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 was that the warehouse s- fire with loads of classics recently? Was it, um, yeah. It was that guy, Too Many Cars. His Instagram's Too Many Cars. Yeah, he blocked that. me ages ago. Oh, did he? Yeah, he hates YouTubers. So. Oh, does he? Um, yeah. yeah, no, so I heard about that. Um, but no, every, every McLaren, no, everyone wants McLaren to do well, right? I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I do, but again, the same as abusing people in my comments that abuse me, I, my kind of abuse was almost kind of trying to nudge them onto the right line. 
Yeah. Almost some of it was a little bit constructive, some of it was just rude. But yeah, ultimately, if people don't pick them up and every influencer just noshes them off for free cars, they're never going to learn and they're not going to be held accountable. So yeah, um, I was quite honest about it. But yeah. I do want them to do well. I don't want to see them go under. I don't want to see yeah. twenty thousand people lose their jobs or however many people work there. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, obviously, my podcast is more about business um, and the side of that. Um, I think McLaren, because obviously I'm a supercar owner, you own several supercars. Um, and we're both in business. When you look at McLaren, you see their 370 grand cars that are 130, 140 grand now after about four years. You just think to yourself, like, you can't just, people like us can't justify losing that kind of money. No. And it's like the amount they're churning out, there's no way that it's the cost, it's, it's not costing them 250 grand to make a, you know, 720S. It's like 370 no. grand. So it's like, wh- why do you think they don't just like cut their prices in half? I guess they want to be a premium brand and, and the R&D that goes into these cars is not just the, the materials that goes into the car, it's the three years of testing stuff, buying out of the manufacturer's cars, smashing those up, finding out how they work. That's where the, that's where the costs are really. And I guess their margins probably aren't that high. And if they, imagine if they went and made a 720S or they announced tomorrow 720Ss are now 130 grand, 140 grand brand new. You probably still wouldn't buy one. I think I would. But everyone knows it's a 130 grand car. It's the same as a, a 911. But then, like, so when I buy a car, I don't look at how much it is. I look at how much I'll lose. Oh, well, yeah, same, because that's right? the actual cost. Because if, yeah. if you can afford the payments, yeah. by the end, how much yeah. you've lost is the actual cost. Yeah. So, so yeah. exactly. So if, did you, did you do that equation before you bought the Vantage just out of interest? Um, well, I was lied to. So How yeah, I did. <laughs> I, I, I did, but they were like, "Oh, it won't lose that much money." And two years later, I was like hitting myself with a frying pan in the face, like literally. Where is it now? Did you drop a skip on it? Oh, hopefully, it? it's on fire next to the cloud. <laughs> if I'm honest, I literally well, don't. It's happened care. to all of us. I, I've done it before, and it's been absolutely stung. I lost uh, 50 odd k on a Lusso, which I drove twice. So it's 25 grand a drive. Oh my god! Wait, wait, so what's the most you've lost on a car? L- Lusso, I think, was the worst. Really. 50 grand. Mm. How long? Like a few months. But that was only because I was trying to sell it. It would have been like, you know, two weeks. But okay, this is the, this is the problem with Ferrari is mm. that you had to buy that car to yep. get the pista. Yep. So they force you to buy cars that you don't yeah. want that are going to tank money so that you can get your hands on a car. Yeah. I mean, that's the reality of it. They don't put a gun to your head, but they say, you know, if you want this limited, Amazing car. You know, yeah. you're very lucky. We'll let you buy a Lusso to get one of those. You're so lucky. But I actually bought an X demo for about 220 grand and they wanted me to buy a brand new one for 310, 320. So I should have lost about 120 to 140. I remember the phone call. Mm. And, but I said, I'm not doing it. I said, I'm, I'm happy to lose a bit. Like 40, 50 grand was about yeah. my limit anyway. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm not just going to buy a, a brand new Lusso. So you give me your used demo and you give me a discount or I'm, I'm yeah. just not doing it. So I was quite lucky in that respect. But loads of people lost well over a hundred to get into a Pista, which then tanked as well. Yeah, they all tanked. Hell. Because they thought they were going to go up because two years previous to that, cars were like, the car market was like great. Yeah. But yeah, the amount of Pistas that are on the market now. Yeah. And the ones that are not on the market that they're still trying to sell. Yep. Like it, it's insane. This is the problem with like the car world mm. is that they lie to you. The thing is you only get lied to once by a brand and you only get kind of fobbed off and mugged off once by a brand. Yeah. So 
Like with you, you're you're not going to go back to Aston now and buy a brand new car. Never them, in my life. Never again. Ever. And the market's not that big that they can keep doing that to people because you talk to other people as well. So I think that's what's happened with McLaren as well. You know, people had breaking cars, losing a load of money on cars, and the market's so small. Everyone starts talking to each other, particularly social media now. The yeah. market is literally, you know, one phone screen, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Um, and that's what happened. So Ferrari have burnt their bridges, and there's a lot of people now that don't even want their new stuff simply because they've been burnt so many times. Yeah. I don't care. I'm not playing the games. If yeah. I want one, I'll buy one used down the line so yeah, yeah I think the, the market stuff from that and new stuff's a lot just it's just crap as well in comparison to the older stuff I think yeah I agree it doesn't give me like goosebumps like a Lambo no <clears throat> I was talking to Jordan yesterday again who owns like supercars mm. and um, uh, he's never owned a McLaren never driven one he's six foot five he would yeah. fit in one right yeah. it's one of the only cars but he said that because of guys like you, Paul Wallace, all these guys, because of your experience in McLaren, he will never buy one. Yep. And it's because of influencers, whatever you want to call them, social yeah. media people, that has made that decision for him. So if they, if they think for one second that word of mouth and, you know, um, all this kind of stuff doesn't actually affect anything, um, then they're so, so wrong. It's like your, your, that post of Ferrari about a month or two ago. Yeah. I caught the end of that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that went well. Cause, uh, <laughs> like weirdly, like I don't always see your stuff cause I've muted your stories cause there's so many ads. I know you're going to hate No, ads are good. What are you about? <laughs> I'm literally, sometimes I'll click your stories to see what's going on, but I'm like, oh, I've bought all that it's shit. Just, yeah, I've swiped <laughs> up on everything. I'm not, oh, I just don't want to see it again. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, no, that Ferrari post that happened, what, what happened there? Um, I just found one day that I was blocked by Ferrari UK. They, the Ferrari UK main Instagram account, they, they blocked me. And I couldn't for the life of me. I hadn't actually abused them before that. Yeah. The only thing I'd done that I, I thought, you know, wasn't something they'd probably like. Um, Shmi was being paid by them to do some like tours of, uh, like a used car dealership, Ferrari used car dealership. And Swindon. Yeah, 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 Swindon. Yeah. And he was in there going, ad, blah, 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 specking up their demo. And yeah. I made a point somewhere online that, you know, I'd been told off previously for recording in dealerships when I was collecting my own cars that I was buying, yeah. you know, and they were saying, you can't film in dealerships. We're very, we're very hot on the fact that we don't want vloggers around and we don't want this yeah. kind of thing. And there we have an influencer who isn't everyone's cup of tea. I really liked him, but he's not everyone's cup of tea. He's not, he's not cool. He's not, he's not Ferrari, is he? Let's be honest. He's not, he's, he's not on, he's not on brand with Ferrari. I think he's got McLaren, hasn't he? Couple. Does he have any Ferraris? I don't think I, he does. He had one. He had, yeah, he had, had so, didn't he? Is it Alyssa? Yeah, but I think he's had one in his time. Yeah. You own how many? Uh, I've only got one now. But you had, had three s- at the time. Yeah, I've had, yeah, yeah, three yeah. at the time. Um, and I just thought this is ridiculous. Like, what, what is going on? What, like, that is putting off so many people. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's owners groups I was on saying, you know, why is foreign money being spent on this? You know, he's specking up aroma. Like, yeah, anyway, cut long story short. Uh, Shmi was in there messing around, whatever, whatever. And, I found a few weeks later that Ferrari had blocked me. I don't know whether it was a result of that. I wasn't tagging them. I wasn't actually being abusive. I was just raising questions and kind of just stirring up conversation, basically. I wasn't actually stirring up abuse. You saw, I wasn't actually that rude. I think you said, you told, you told everyone that follows you that they blocked you. And then about a thousand of them went in and started commenting on their page about abusive stuff. 
Yeah, but I made very clear as well. I said, don't go and abuse Ferrari UK, but just go and let them the, let them know what you actually think of yeah, the situation. Yeah. I'm not steering you one side or another, but yeah. just go and let them know what you think of, of them blocking me. Yeah. And they just had thousands of comments. They had to turn the comments off. I had the head of communications of Ferrari North Europe ringing yeah. my phone off yeah. the hook at Friday night. Yeah. And I was just sat there on the sofa thinking, well, don't, you know, don't, don't chuck it if you don't want it back. Yeah. So, um, I've got another question in a second, but going back to, um, like companies like Ferrari, like basically forcing you or twisting your arm to buy cars you don't want because they're going to take money. Mm. Um, which I get, I mean, as a, as a business, as a business, obviously they need to sell all these other cars, but the way they do it is like completely out of order, in my opinion. Um, Porsche do the same thing. If you yeah. want like a GT car for a Porsche, um, they make you buy KNs that you don't want. Yeah. You know, like, like, surely this can't continue, right? Because I'd like a GT3 RS. Just, you know, I'd like to, you know, get that itch gone, mm. you know? Um, but I, I don't want to buy a KN or, an, or something else. I've got a Range Rover, it's better. Um, yeah, I think people are wise to it now. I think back in the day, the premiums were so high that it was actually okay to go and buy a KN, drop 20 on it, and then drive around the GT3 RS and then get yeah. out and kind of a bit up. But I think people are wise to it now, and I think you're often better off just buying something at Overs in the first place. Like the new GT3, it remains to be seen how much they're going to be. But, you know, if they're 20, 30 grand over, just get in one, run it for six months, get out of what you paid for it, and then go again, be without one for a few months, and then buy another one when they've dipped a bit, and just, you know, keep an eye on, on things rather than buying, you know, a diesel Panamera or whatever the hell it is they're trying to sell that week. Um, but yeah, it is, it is odd the way they, make stuff that's amazing that everyone wants just to shift kind of poo crap yeah it's odd yeah and it's getting worse like mm. the Roma that's a V8 it's and terrible. how much 200 220 grand probably don't know for V8 yeah like I'd... why would you like it's so I, I thought 150 grand for a Vantage V8 was like horrendous yeah it's basically it's the Lusso but without a boot and it looks like an F-type I don't understand it the no. interior is amazing it looks really good but it'll just everything will just snap off no. crap. yeah I just I, I, I've sat in one that did love it too and I just didn't I, I, yeah the the gadgets inside were nice but that I was like whatever like it just Maseratis have got loads of gadgets in them I don't want to yeah. I don't want one of those either yeah is, it, is, is, the, is the car market the only market that does this where they basically strong on the market, they cars. do it as well. Like what, what, the Rolex yeah, dealers do, yeah, will try and make you buy your your missus some horrible little Datejust thing, or uh, they'll try and make you buy like a, a Zenith or something, you know, one, another brand that they kind of can't get rid of as easily. Um, Weird, isn't it? Yeah, and kind of build up your credit so you can get something that you actually want. But yeah, they do that. It's weird. Mm. Yeah, I think that has to change. Like, I think, especially the last few years, because the car market was like so like buoyant. Everyone was buying everything over, you know, and then everything. I think we'll get back to that though. I think the, think? the older stuff, I think the, the buoyancy will come back, but I don't think the popularity for the modern. Name one modern car that you're excited about, bar the 992 GT3. Name one modern car. I'm not you... that bothered about the GT3. No. I think, I think it will just be, it will lo lose half its money in two years again, like all the others. Um, but as far they as I haven't, like, they're still at list. The previous ones that list GT3. Are they? Yeah, the 991.2 is. The 991.1 is like about 30 grand under. Yeah. Um, am I excited about any new car? Mm. No. The only thing that I would like and I'm excited about is the new Hurricane. Yeah. Because obviously I've got a Hurricane Spider that I've had for four years. Yeah. 
And I've loved every set. I can't think of another. I know you wind me up all the time about getting Non-stop. another car. Mm, hurry. Um, we, and you, you know, made me buy a old 911. But Perfect. then, like, that won't lose any money. No. Cause I'm sick. That, the amount that car cost me, I could have just got that for free instead of buying advantage. Yeah. 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 Right. You, you, the amount you lost in your advantage was, was that whole car. It was literally like not insuring it and then pushing it off a cliff. <laughs> literally. Yeah. Yeah. I li- like that anim- animate, an- animated thing with the girl throwing the cash out the window. That's what that was like. Yeah. That we... Don't think about it. It's Awful. And it is what it is. I've learned from it. You yeah. know, I just, I, what I've learned is that I'll never buy an Aston Martin brand new again because no. they lose 50 to 100 grand depending on the model. Um, and I then, bought a brand new Aston Vantage, the one with the stripe on, remember, in Edinburgh. Remember, you were the first that, one to go in that? Yeah, no, that was when we went, yeah, to yeah. Edinburgh. Yeah. That wasn't, that wasn't a new one though, was it? Brand new, yeah. It's pre-registered, yeah. Have you told people what actually happened with that Vantage? What did happen to it? What? That, that weekend. Oh, oh my god. You, <laughs> you and the Aventador. Yeah, like, let's tell the story, why not? Honesty's key, right? I mean, that car's been sold now, isn't it? So it's fine. Probably. Basically, we went up to Edinburgh because we run the Mobile UK event together. This is our business that we have together. Um, and we were checking out the hotel. Um, uh, what was the name of the hotel? Balmoral. Balmoral. Yeah. Beautiful hotel. We have our great Gatsby style dinner party there, don't we? You love that. Yeah. So we went up there to, um, to research the place, mm. uh, me and Tom, it's our first weekend away together. Very romantic, oh, very freezing. Nice. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> and, uh, you spoke to Aston to borrow a car, and then I spoke to Lamborghini to borrow a car, because I had bought a car from them. Yeah. Um, and so they let me in a Ventador, um, for like the weekend, and then you borrowed the AMR Vantage, which you ended up buying. Um, I like how you're letting me tell this story, because you don't want to... <laughs> I, no, I'm interested on your twist. So basically, we got the, try and style it out? we got the AMR, we got the AMR, picked that up. Nothing worked in it. It was a brand new car, classic Aston Martin, lights on, no stereo. The stereo never worked. Nothing. You know, I call it a stereo, you know, sound system. Nothing works on this bloody car. A little fold up screen was just, it limped. just didn't, yeah. <laughs> it, just <laughs> it didn't put your buying it, but this classic Aston Martin. So borrowed this car. Next morning, I go pick up the Aventador, and then I drive straight into the back of someone. <laughs> I was crying. I was tailing you in the Aston, and I could just see you like coming up to this junction, and it was like a Honda Jazz or some hor- horrible little car in front of you. Nothing wrong with Honda Jazz, it's fine. But I just saw you put the brakes on, and then this Honda Jazz kind of like nudge a little bit, and I knew you just slumped into the back of it. And you kind of got out of the car, and you were wondering why I hadn't got out, but I was crying. I was absolutely <laughs> crying in the Aston. I couldn't breathe i had to stay in there and i was like john can't see me crying like tears streaming down my face oh i loved it it was probably one of the best moments of my life okay in my defense right because it was freezing cold it was like jennifer it was like minus yeah. one in scotland and aventador breaks yeah they don't work they don't work no and um, but what happened was i was go- i was going left i was coming up to like a thing going left and then that left feeds onto the onto the road and as i looked left i was doing maybe like 10 miles an hour there was like nothing coming here and the car in front started to go forward and I was like, okay, I was looking like this and I went to go forward and then the guy hit the brakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I hit the brakes and then I just literally, I just bumped, you know, but obviously it's such a, like a sharp nose. 
And then the guy got out, started having a go at me, and I was and like, you got a photo of the damage, but <laughs> I, I do, yeah, on the video. No, I've got a photo, yeah. Um, the video for people no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't that bad, it was, but like, the plastic, Just aren't a they? new bumper on yeah. an Aventador. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, um, yeah. It's gonna be, what, yeah. 15, 20 odd grand's worth? No, I think it came out at five grand. Ah, bargain, yeah. do it again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then, so after that, Three. I pulled around the side, parked in this car park, and I just remember your punchable face. <laughs> Pulling up next to me like this. <laughs> <laughs> so that is the actual story. And I remember you filmed the video and in the video you said to everyone, right? Cause obviously you can't say anything, but you said to everyone, Oh, we're just back at a uh, Lamborghini cause I'm um, just dropping off the car and everything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they need crazy? it back early. If only people knew what you know, actually happened. Crunched it. Yeah, I crunched it. Perfect. Uh, what were you talking about? Cause that, that, I don't know, but it was fun. Oh, I just said I didn't lose money on my Vantage, and that's how the... And oh, then yeah. I ended up buying that Vantage. Well, I've had such fun in it. It's a great car. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't lose a penny on that. I think I... Mm, I think I might have made money. They really? sold it for more than I bought it for. Really? Mm. Yeah, it's a good car. They put it up for 90, and I bought it for like 86. Yeah. So with SOR fee, I think I came out flat, actually. In like Brilliant. months, two years, went to South France, and it was lovely. Yeah. It was a beautiful car. Should have bought the old one. That doesn't work. I should have. Yeah. And then yeah. you lost a penny. I know. 86 grand, brand new. Great. I'm real. Yeah. Listen to me next time. You got a Lambo now? Uh, yeah. Yeah, even. Okay. So, how many cars have you got right now? And how much are they worth in total? Uh, probably about one and a half. Million. In total, yeah. Okay. So what are they? F12? Yeah. F12, Hurricane Evo. Uh, Crow GT, Range Rover, mm, Defender's like 50-50, whether it's hot, well, it's been half paid for by the new person. Uh, Porsche 996, Porsche 912, um, BMW M3, uh, and, uh, Mercedes SLS AMG. Yeah. I think it's nine. And did you say the nine, was your old 911? 964? 996 and 926. 912, yeah. So a million and a half quid Maybe more. I don't know. Yeah, about Depends. Yeah, whatever. Um, how much is that a month? I worked out the other day, actually. It's not as much as I thought. I think it's, well, with insurance and parking, it's like 15, 16 grand a month. Okay. But it used to be worse. When I had like the Pista and the Crow GT, and I think it was up to nearly about 20. Bloody hell. At one point. Yeah, when I had the Lusso as well, there was knocking around. That was pretty hellish. Yeah. Um, oh, but yeah, 15, 16 grand a month, but that's the same as anyone with, you know, a factory, you know, they have their rent, they have their staff to pay, they have machinery, whatever, whatever, they have yeah. pieces of machinery, whatever. Yeah. It's the cost of my business. And it just so yeah. happens that I love it as well. Yeah. So it sounds like a lot and it is obviously a lot of money, but it's fine. They pay for themselves. So I'm happy. So in your, in your mind, when you have, you get a new car and there's like a finance payment, stuff like that, do you, do you look at it as a staff member effectively? In, yeah. In and I'll mind? try and tie in brand deals into that car. So I'll yeah. try and tie as much work into the, the buzz of that car and that, the kind of the story of that car. Yeah. So before I even get it, I'll be approaching brands saying, you know, um, do you want to cover your, the car in your film or do you want to, you know, hook up your car key to it or, you know, like mm -hmm. examples like that. So I'll tie campaigns into those, into those kind of the cars or those stories. Yeah. So I'm all, I'm already trying to 
get them working for me before I've even got them. Um, and like when I collect them, like for example, collection videos, I'll do kind of a BOTB campaign with that. So yeah, I'm, I'm already, I'm already getting, putting them to work straight away. Yeah. They're like, yeah, they're like salespeople in a sense, but yeah. you know, you're, they get the eyeballs and then the eyeballs are worth money. So then yeah. you make money out of the eyeballs. But, um, I think my audience know that as well. So there's no, yeah. there's never been any secrets about how I do it yeah. and why the cars come and go. Um, that's just the way it is. If I could keep them all forever, I would, but ultimately, you know, it's not a business at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that we've like, we've known each other, what, four years probably. Yeah. Um, and you're definitely the first one that's like, I think super switched onto it and treats it like a full business. Shmi does to be fair. Yeah. Shmi, me and him are pretty similar. I think I've learned a little bit of him and he's learned a little bit of me as well. Yeah. Uh, in, in approaches, obviously his numbers are the same as mine, but with another zero on the end. Yeah. Um, but the ethos is still the same. Does he do the same then with the center? And those cars, does he have deals in place to fund those cars? He he will. And I think he's become more astute over the past. Well, not astute, because that implies that he wasn't astute at any point. I, he's been doing more deals and tying more kind of brand work into stuff. Yeah. Um, certainly over the past couple of years. I don't know whether that's because there's more brand work about or uh, he's kind of changed his outlook on it a little bit. But yeah, you know, he's super, super switched on. He monetizes, yeah. you know, every single angle of it, you yeah. know, within that one kind of YouTuber, like, well, KSI, again, like yeah. the same kind of thing, within that one kind of heading of YouTuber and, you know, your AdSense, which is, for me, it's mental for obviously KSI, it's ridiculous, but there's about 15 other income streams under the heading of, of YouTuber, you know, even yeah. like you get paid for Facebook views, stuff like that, uh, yeah. alongside affiliate deals, brand partnerships, retainers, Instagram stuff, whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And he's quite good as well in that he's trying to build, he's not just trying to earn money, but he's also trying to build wealth off the back of it. So he's trying to grow businesses and he's trying to have, you know, something to fall back on. So if he puts down a camera one day, he's still got his company sat there. Yeah. They, they're kind of buzzing away. So yeah, I really, he's the only kind of person I actually pay attention to what he's doing. Yeah. He's the only kind of person I find interesting to kind of listen to what they're up to. Yeah. Cause the rest of them, I don't know what they do with their day. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, you probably do know. Um, it's just not, um, curving one out in the corner. <laughs> Can I say that? This is probably not, um, uh, productive, you know, hmm. financially. Um, no, but that's the thing. Like I've been around obviously social media and influencers and all that kind of stuff for years doing events. Mm. Um, and I think I, I was one of the first guys who organized an event that me and you, when we were talking about ideas and you were like, oh, let's do a UK rally. Mm. that I, cause we're 50, 50 on that. Right. If people mm. don't know, um, where I was like, most people would be like, ah, oh, 10% or, you know, whatever. But I was like, no, I'm just going to do it 50, 50 with you. Cause I know the power of the audience. Yeah. Um, and the first time we launched, um, an event, um, it's going to big you up. Uh, but we did it on boxing day. Yeah. We launched the uh, video on boxing day on the YouTube channel. And within two days we'd sold out everything. Um, and, um, like we were shocked. Mm. I remember we were shocked with that. We couldn't believe how many, obviously we had a really good marketing strategy. We had a really cool event. We, you know, everything was in place. Um, yeah. uh, but yeah, that was like the power that off the back of that. And I think, I think, um, most people wouldn't have done what I've done because I, obviously I talked to other business owners. They wouldn't have gone 50, 50. No, I was amazed. You know, I was like, I can't believe he's done that. Brilliant. <laughs> But then I guess because because I've seen because yeah. I, I you know my background's advertising marketing yeah and I know that I, I you know 
<laughs> maybe it, we were one of the first, but um, but we've been doing that event successfully for a couple of years now. Okay. We've got another one that's like seventy five percent sold out for this year. Yeah, um, and we're launching a new one. We are launching a new one. We need to get that filmed, don't we? Saturday we're filming. It Your right? car needs to work. Does it work? Yeah, it works, but okay. it, like the battery battery would be charged on Saturday. Um, so, so going forward in the future, do you think more owners of companies will will do what I've done, where they split certain things like percentage wise? If you're saying that influencers and YouTubers want to build wealth, yeah, um, whether that's owning percentage of companies or anything like that, um, do you think that's where it's headed? Yeah, I think. I think certainly with businesses that haven't had investment or there's not a huge pot of cash there, um, notably marketing is usually the biggest cost and you can wipe that out by getting, you know, giving equity to an influencer. Obviously you want the right people. You want someone with the right audience, someone that's actually going to work. Um, and you want it written down, you know, like a shareholders agreement. So the influencer knows what their minimum kind of deliverables are to, um, keep their share. So you can have that. You should, if you're starting a business and you want an influencer on board, don't just say I have 20%, please pick it up. Yeah. You need to have fixed deliverables in there. Yeah. So they actually stick to, stick to what they're supposed to do and, you know, and have, have it where the equity reverts to you if they don't stick to their side of the agreement. But, yeah. um, yeah, I think, I think that model will get bigger. And I think yeah. a lot of people are kind of wising up to that. And I, I get people all the time emailing me saying, you know, you don't want a chunk of the business. Do you want the chunk of that? But there is it's terminal velocity in terms of how much stuff I can actually promo. Yeah. And I think I hit that probably about a year ago and I carried on. Um, <laughs> so I'm really being picky now with what I'm getting involved in. Cause I, I can't do it. I can't literally can't do any more adverts. Like yeah. I can have a full day of Instagram stories. Um, and at the moment I'm six or seven videos behind because they all have sponsored integrations on all of them. Yeah. And that's the hassle. That's the difficult. The video is just like a part of the course. That's just the bit that you just kind of knock out and then you concentrate on the advert. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it becomes tough. I, I need to get better at actually making more money out of other stuff and building wealth as well. So I don't have to rely on just plugging everything under the sun. Yeah. I know. I can tell from our conversations on WhatsApp. I've had it. Yeah, like, most of the time you contact me, I'm, mate, I've had it. I've got, I've got a busy day this morning. I've got to plug bollock shaving cream and in the afternoon. I've got to plug whatever it is, some is, Chinese watch, whatever it is. Is there anything that you wouldn't sell? Yeah. Loads of stuff. Like I won't sell like Forex signals to people or kind of yeah, but, yeah, dodgy yeah. betting tips or whatever the latest scam is on Instagram these days. Yeah. Um, sure. Oh, actually that's funny. You mentioned that actually Lannister. Yeah. It's probably an old conversation, but they approached Jordan. But they, yeah, I remember they, he was actually quite, um, not smug because that sounds like I'm having a go at him. He was very, um, when I pulled out the Lannister thing, he's like, see, he told you, knew it. And it was like, well, actually, you didn't know it. Yeah. You didn't know because we were all approached about six months, nine months before they launched. And at that point, um, a lot of the stuff didn't make sense. Yeah. That we didn't have enough information to fully investigate what was going on with it and the parties yeah. involved. Yeah. And it did, a lot of it didn't make sense. And startups don't make sense nine months before they launch often. Most sure. startups, they don't make sense. There, there isn't a footprint anywhere online. You know, they're not regulated. Yeah. You can't look them up. They're not on company's house yet. Blah, 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 yeah. whatever, whatever. So there's a lot of stuff that didn't make sense to me at that point, but I didn't want to miss the boat. I didn't want to say, doesn't make sense. Piss off off the bat. Sure. So I said, yeah, fine. I'll sign the contract knowing full well that right before launch, I'd do a deep dive. And if it didn't make sense before launch, it's not going on my social media. Um, and I think it was about a week or so before they launched, Aleem got his car wrapped with Lannister logos and all the rest of it. 
And I went and filmed with him for the, for the Bugatti, but it was actually covered in Lannister stuff. And I was still, at that point, it was starting to make less sense. The stuff that I was expecting to see. So, you know, regulation, company's house, bits and bobs, just, you know, yeah. none of it was really making sense. So I was a bit cagey in the video, uh, but said, you know, I might be doing stuff with Lannister in the future. Um, and then it came to actually the launch day where everyone did that blackout on social media of posting the logos. And I actually just said, you know what, I'm not posting it. And I put, I put a thing up saying, yeah. I'm not working with them. Um, you know, that's my decision. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling out. I'm not interested kind of thing. And then Jordan was like, see, told you so. And I was like, well, actually you didn't know that six, nine months ago. Um, and a lot of people pulled out at that point because they didn't actually understand what share ownership is. And I'm not saying what Jordan didn't understand that, but there's a lot of people, certainly in my field, yeah. they were like, I'm not getting involved in that. I don't know what A shares are. I don't know what B shares are. I don't know what an IPO is. I don't, I don't know anything about that, but yeah. I saw quite, if everything stacked up, that was a good opportunity because if they did what Revolut have done or Wanza have done, you know, the, the shares that I was going to be offered, um, for, Literally about a minute's worth of work a month, you know, a couple of Instagram stories, they would have been insane value. So I, it was too good opportunity to, to not hear out yeah. and drag on. But, um, yeah, I, I cut the contract. I just breached it and said, I'm not doing it. So yeah, that was that. Um, cause it, from when like Jordan and what I've heard about it, it sounded a bit like Fire Festival. Yeah, it did. I don't, I don't know whether there was any malice in it. And I don't, I, they might, they might still kind of run and it might still be fine, but I just think that it's a huge thing trying to launch basically a bank. And I don't know whether they've kind of really anticipated how much work it is. What's happened to it? Is it out there? I don't think it's fully live and launched yet, but they, they started off by saying they're a bank and then they said they were not a bank. And then they said, Oh no, our card services can go through X, Y, Z who are authorized and whatever. But Mm. I think the damage at that point was done to their name. They almost became, um, kind of just a cliche. Yeah. And people were like, the, didn't take it seriously and you need a bank you need to take it seriously so i don't know i also want to be quite careful what i say i don't i don't know the ins and outs of it i don't know 100 percent. i yeah. also don't want to get sued so i don't think you get sued i don't, don't think it matters like you, you're just saying but there are articles how, online though about it really yeah saying they're kind of falling apart and stuff so. yeah um yeah like um jordan yesterday said that he had p- proper people look into it like lawyers and stuff and he was like no this is some of the names associated with it have been associated with stuff that you probably wouldn't want to be involved with. Really? Yeah. So it's, um, I would have pulled out anyway, even if it is a legit bank, I'd still, yeah. I still would have, I still want to pull out because like, you've got to be really, really, really careful, especially in my other field, which is finance something. What is your, what is your main job? That's the million dollar question. What? Financial services? You, you, you've got a degree in law, right? Yeah, I went to law school as well. I'm sub- I don't think anyone's going to believe that. I'm amazed. No, no, I did. I promise. I did. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Law school, like proper school, law, law play school. Like, yeah, proper law school. When you were like, three, where, you went to a law class. And you what went, lawyers yeah, go got to? degree now. No. <laughs> proper LLB law degree, like a legit one. Like actual. I got 2-1 as well. Yeah. Just. I think I got like 59.8% and you needed 60%, but they had to round it up because they couldn't give a decimal. So I got 2-1. Yeah. Um, which is efficient because you know, anything more than 60 is a waste of time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't even know what I was saying. You've got an degree and now you work for a Chinese bank? No, 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 no. No. You used have to. I, have I ever worked for a Chinese bank? Yep. No, it wasn't Chinese. Wasn't it? It wasn't Chinese. Oh, no. You just lied to me then. I will do that if you're not careful. <laughs> so what do you do now? Have you just got offered a new job, you said? 
Yes, I just, I just accepted it. So I quit. Last time I sat here, I'd quit my job feeling very smug or actually very nervous because I just quit it, bought a half million yeah. pound car and then went into a pandemic. Yeah. So I was sweating a bit. Um, most viewed video though. It did Wonderful. all right. Actually. Yeah. yeah really people good. cared. People yeah. really care about what yeah. I do for a living, but it's so boring. People assume like I'm a trader making, making millions, like <laughs> churning, but actually I'm just sat at my desk. Doing um, admin. Stapling. <laughs> the most expensive admin guy in the world. <laughs> putting stuff in the printer. Putting my face in the photocopier. Highlighting. Literally. PDFs. <laughs> taking photos of my watch at my desk or whatever it was I used to do. Yeah. But, um, no, my job's boring. Really boring. What is it? Pretty poo. It touches on like legal elements. It's on trading floors. Oh, I don't, I don't want to go into it. It is so bad. Honestly, it is the worst. It's not the worst job in the world. I'm really lucky to have it and the money's all right, but it's not for me. I don't, I don't like it. No. Yeah. I'm all right at it, but. Why did you do it then? I reckon I could train Chris to do it. Because <laughs> the money. Because the money, obviously. <laughs> Chris was your dog, by yeah. the way. <laughs> uh, the, the money is great. And also, it's, you know as well as I do, it's not what you earn, it's yeah. what you can prove you can earn yeah. in a format that is accepted. Okay. Yeah, makes so sense. my job might be the most, the, the least lucrative thing I do. Yeah. But actually, on, on paper and, you know, leverage-wise and kind yeah. of mortgage-wise and building you know building a life wise yeah. it's actually really helpful to have that yeah. so i quit in march and then everything went into remote working yeah and that the, the main issue i had with work was commuting every day i was just it was two hours of my day dead yeah off the bat it was getting up early which i couldn't stand yeah um and it was you know during the day i was just i, I build my phone too much i get told off just stuff yeah. like that i was just doing my head in so i thought sod it i'm not interested in that so i quit yeah. and then uh, i got offered something in june july um, 2020 and it was remote working so I said I'll go back well I said go back I'll walk into my front room yeah. log in in my pants or wake up yeah or, or yeah, just wake <laughs> up a few minutes before 8.30 or whenever it was I started so I, I've been doing that since um, June, July and then I left again Feb yeah. and then I've literally just no sorry end of Jan I've literally been like off the market three and a half four weeks and someone's just offered me something else really? I'm very in demand John really yeah yeah. Um, surprisingly, because you only keep a job about as long as your cars, by the sounds of it. I don't know which I churn more, jobs or cars, but <laughs> this is my eighth, eighth role in like six years. Really? That's, yeah. But I tend to come in and do kind of, um, some consultancy stuff a lot of the time. So it's not, the thing is, you're that good that you only need six months. I mean, if you're interviewing this guy, you're giving him the job. <laughs> <laughs> um, Recently, yep. you've bought a house outside of London mm. in the countryside. Yep. Not that far from me. Yep. Um, you're basically copying me. I had a dog. You got a dog. I bought a house out in the country. You bought a house in the country. <sighs> I'm not um, going to bite. Is, uh, are you doing that because London's becoming a shithole? Yeah. I actually really want to check on the Range Rover outside because I know <laughs> it's missing a window. I already need a new windscreen. I don't want another one. Um, yeah, I just got sick of it. In the, in the first lockdown, I just realized that London, without all the kind of fun stuff, the bars, the restaurants and like the bars, you're actually just in a shithole. Yeah. There's nothing, there's nothing going for it. It stinks yeah. and it's full of horrible people. So, um, <laughs> and I realized all I wanted to do was just walk my dog. That's all um, I want to do with my life. The context of this, I'm, I'm not saying London's shithole. I love London. Absolutely love London. But in doses, you want to be able to choose when to have it and when not to. You don't want to just be like, this is, this is my surroundings. I can't do anything about it. Yeah, sure. Um, but the context is, is that, um, 
I've done a post not long ago where two cars got smashed up not far from here. Well, I was busy there. Mm. Um, but you, you we're done. in a dive here. I yeah. can't wait to go back to civilization. <laughs> It's cheap around here, um, so that's why we're here. It's not actually nice around yours. Didn't you catch a guy outside taking photos of your missus on the balcony? Yeah, but that happens everywhere, John. No, it doesn't, dude. It doesn't happen. There's a murder in, a few it, weeks ago in, as well. Only in dis- disgusting West. That's where it happens. <laughs> Pervy West, which is why you live there. I'm in North anyway. London, John, or East London, depending <laughs> on who you're asking what week. Um, but yeah, what was my question? No, so, so yeah, context wise, we've done a few stories recently. That's why I brought it up. Yeah. Um, cause you know, um, but London's a great place. Um, but yeah, no, do you think it has changed the last few years, um, compared to what it was like? I think actually it's been in the past year. I think this, this pandemic stuff, I think a lot of people have just taken it as an excuse just to do whatever they want. They know policing numbers are down, you know, they know the resources have been directed, directed towards, you know, telling people not to sit on park benches. So they're now taking advantage of that and, mm. and really taking the piss. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's the burglary. It's the robbery. It's that level. That's that shitty level of crime that really affects your, your well-being and, yeah. and the stat and your standard of living. Um, yeah, I think it's definitely got worse. Like watch crime, car crime, burglary. I think that they've all got worse. And even recently dog crime. I was telling you about it earlier. Yeah. I've just prodded that. Is that going to ruin everything? Nope. Good. Uh, yeah, dog crimes got really bad. You won't accept it because no one can pick Bruno up and run off with him, but, um, it's, it's horrendous. No, no. When I first got Bruno, people were like, oh, be careful. Everyone's going to steal your dog. So I was. Yeah. But I get it. But I mean, re- but Chris is really small and like, I don't think he's strolling around. Like, I'm really worried about those two. Yeah. Um, and especially the area she lives in, you know, the, the, there's robberies going on the whole time, like locally to her, people nicking, like actually just pinching people's dogs, punching women, like it's carnage, like it's actual carnage. Yeah, I mean, that's because of where you live, mate. No, but she, she, we don't live together. She lives in a nice area. She doesn't even live in London. I live with her, basically. Oh, really? I've just been, yeah, I've just been in my apartment, basically. <laughs> it's only a mill. <laughs> <laughs> okay um, yes. so I asked you to explain your normal job you did terrible terrible um, yeah I skirt it I skirt around it why do you skirt I'm going to be a politician one day really? because I don't want to I don't want to give anyone the, the field that I'm in because people are so nosy I'm not even on LinkedIn for this very reason I can't I can't be bothered with it I want yeah. to keep it completely separate yeah. and people really do care they only care because you don't tell them Mm. If they actually realise what you did, they'll be like, oh, God. What I no, but this is it. And then that was, that was spoiled some of the illusion as well. I want to keep some of the, the varnish on there. Oh, really? I don't want people knowing for a fact that I just sit there putting pieces of paper in a fan. Yeah. And stapling stuff. Yeah. I'm good at stapling. Don't knock it. I'm not. I haven't seen you do it, but. No, it's good. good um, so, house in the country now. Mm. Cause you're getting old. House is grand, isn't it? You've seen it. You're not right. Shoe with a roof. Before. <laughs> I know you tend to be pictures going, what do I do with this roof? I'm like, I don't know. Do I need reg building regs? I'm like, Set dude, I'm not, I'm not your again. project manager. Yeah. I'll send you an invoice. Um, but so I've known you four years and mm. in that time, um, uh, you've become vegan. Yeah. Although well, I'm not really cause I'm, I think I'm just vegetarian. Really? Yeah. I'm not very good vegan. If I'm, a, if I'm a vegan, I'm a, I'm a shit one. Do you think, um, so yeah, four years ago you were like single, um, you know, Doing volume, more volume than you. Lads, 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 yep. lads, lads, you know. <laughs> and now you're like, you come here, you're like a second dog. Earth warrior. Earth in the country, like. 
got an electric eat, Range Rover. Eating grass sticks is what Like I've got mud. I've got compost in my pocket. Is this what happens getting a girlfriend nowadays? Is this what happens? I I wouldn't blame it all on her, but I think uh, you're mugging me off. I'm not. <laughs> I, she she opened my eyes to to like. The fact that vegan food, not all of it's horrible, but it's actually quite nice. And she cooks a lot of the food, so I just eat it. So <laughs> if she makes me a vegan meal, then I'm a vegan at that point, aren't I? <laughs> but I don't eat meat anymore. I don't actually... I ate steak on our first... Hell. I ate steak on our first date. <laughs> it was like practically mooing on the plate on our first date. On Mobile UK, you ate meat. Is she going to watch this? Did I? Yeah. Every day. You ate meat every day. It's, I, I remember specifically in Scott in Edinburgh when we had the big dinner. Oh, you specific because I told you no meat. Like I, I'm vegetarian. I'm vegan. I'm not eating meat. Like just and you deliberately. Rosie was Rosie sorted it out, and I know that you deliberately went back on top of it and got me meat served. And I've always said if 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 it's a choice between going hungry or eating meat that's been prepared already and given to me, I'm not going to throw meat in the bin. I'll eat that, but I'm not going to order it. How is this my fault? Because you deliberately circumvented it and changed my order back to meat. You know what? You were looking a bit skinny. So I was like, he needs some protein. I never look skinny. I'm enormous. <laughs> Stop trolling me. We should all eat less meat. That's a given. That this is actually true. That's Without being preachy, we actually should. Oh, yeah. 100%. I was eating it like seven times a day. And my left arm was constantly like aching and like tingling and like dangling. <laughs> It's not good. You shouldn't eat that much. I, do you know what? I'm jo- I, I am joking about this because... You um, were vegan for a while. Yeah. So don't try it. I know you were. But no, only because my last girlfriend was the same as you. She cooked everything and there was no meat in it. And I was like, well, it's easier if I just eat. <laughs> like, it saves me, like, cooking, you know? Yeah, same here. I don't yeah. cook. I refuse. And look how healthy I look now. I don't know about that. Compared... <laughs> Get a filter on. Delivery on speed dial. Like literally. Delivery slaps. Um, it does. Um, so, uh, positives and negatives of being a YouTuber. Influencer. Positives. Free stuff, money, um, cool opportunities. Such as? Like being flown abroad just to go and basically mess around with a camera in your hand. Great. <laughs> absolutely ridiculous some of these press trips you get put in a a five-star hotel and everyone just treats you so nicely and you think have you ever seen any of my stuff why are you treating me this nicely i literally just make (laughs) subpar videos like you don't need to treat me this well like you can literally go and put me in the cupboard i'll be buzzing uh so no unbelievable yeah it's best thing i've ever done best decision i've ever made is, is making making videos and the worst bit is it's not people being rude actually it's when you're out and people speak to you and you're clearly like busy or you're in a rush and you've got to do something, but you can't be rude. So you can't Why? cut them off. Why can't you be rude? Because the only reason I'm getting to go on jollies and I'm dick around with a camera and basically do exactly what I want for a living is because people are supportive. And if someone's being nice and talking to me, I can't be like, all right, fuck off, mate. I'm off. You've got to be nice. Even if you're in a rush and you, and they're so, 
they're so ready for you to be a bit obnoxious yeah. because obviously batting around in kind of flashy cars and whatever. Yeah. As soon as you're a bit like, okay, all right, yeah, sweet, I've got to go. Yeah. They're instantly going to be like, knobhead. You know what I'm saying? I don't want anyone feeling like that. I'm saying that though. I've been with you in those situations, right? Mm. Um, but I, if I was to bet money whether or not those types of people actually follow you, I'd say they don't. You know, the ones that come up to you and like, Hey, Tom, you know, can I have a picture? They're the genuine ones, but yeah. the ones that sit there and try and chew your ear off and complain that you said something about McLaren, right? Uh, I don't think those are the ones that follow you. I think I those are the like, annoying ones that you have to deal with. Um, cause I've, I've been with you one and you, you don't want to be rude. I know you don't. Well, I'm good. I, I know fair. you do. I like it though when don't. people say hello, but then there's, a, there's kind of a, a point with normal social cues that you would take mm-hmm. that would tail off a conversation and you go set ways. But some people just, the conversation finishes and they're still there. <laughs> and they're waiting for you to say something else. Like, we're done, but I can't be rude. The thing is, just go. What, what I find funny yeah. about you, because I know you so well, right? And if you had a choice and you had a frying pan, you'd love to smack a man in the face of it. Every single one of them. No, I wasn't. No. I actually genuinely really like talking to people. Yeah, people no, come out I, with that. I watch I'm, your videos, I like this car, I did like what you did there, I like having a chat. Yeah. Because nine times out of ten, we're actually, we're actually really similar. Yeah. Like, we have the same interests, so my audience is yeah. quite, like, reflective. I don't have, like, kids or anything, they're always kind of just... So I have a good chat, but, but sometimes they come up and they try and have a little dig, and you're like, John, get me the frying pan. Yeah. Um, and I, what I do is I walk off to give you that sort of like, you can, no, cause you don't want to, you don't want to talk to them. You're, you're antisocial. You just disappear. Every time, every time on the mob ball, I look round, you know, you've gone. No, on the mob ball, I talk to everybody. Mob ballers, yes. Yeah. Public. Well, they don't care about talking to me. No, you're big time now. You've got a podcast, mate. Dude, no. It's about business. It's got nothing to do with it. You're a celebrity now, John. Oh, behave yourself. Stop trolling me. You grapes, you celeb. (laughs) Um, So, no, so, um, yeah, what I've noticed... Okay, the thing with Mobball is that when you work on an event, you organise an event, you talk to everybody, but you kind of talk for like seven to ten seconds, like a, you know, make sure everything's cool. Yeah. With you, though, you don't. You get stuck. I've seen you get stuck quite a few times. Trapped. Yeah, and um, I feel for you. I feel for you when that happens. Cause a lot of, most people that come up to you are like, Oh, hey, Tom, can I get a picture? You know, uh, <laughs> it's great. I'm like you did when it. you first met me, you were buzzing me. <laughs> you wanted a selfie, DMing me on Instagram afterwards saying, thanking me for my time. Yeah. That actually has never happened ever. It did. It Absolutely did. never. You'll edit this out, wouldn't you? You're like, John, please let me work with you. <laughs> I need some professionalism. I in my absolutely life. did not ever say that. <laughs> It would be interesting to go back to our first conversation. It was probably polite. I think it's very blunt, probably, on both sides. <laughs> You're very blunt, so am I. Horrible. <laughs> but no, I, I, a lot of the time as well, when I get talking to someone, if I'm enjoying talking to them, sometimes I spot them trying to get away from me because they're like, this guy goes on and on and on. <laughs> so it's sometimes two-sided. Sometimes they're like, sod that. And they, you see them walking around talking to their mates, just think, oh, sod that. It was 20 minutes with that prick. He's still following me. yeah. yeah. <laughs> This is what you mean by reflective. Yes. Yeah, exactly that. <laughs> that is funny though. But most people come up to you like, like incredibly cool and happy. Yeah. And it's interesting when you're with other YouTubers and then some, some people come up, like some proper nose breathers will come up when you're like, Oh my God. 
And then they'll talk to the other one. They'll be like, I watch all your videos and they don't have a clue who you are. You're like, so it's, it's really interesting. Like, I'm not going to name names, but like, everyone's got such different audiences. It's really interesting. Like, it's fascinating. And I could, I could probably pick like audiences. You know, if you have like a yeah. pools of people, you could probably pick who watches who. Yeah. Very interesting. Like, my a, audience are obviously the best. Uh, yeah. Obviously. Like a lineup, you know, in, yeah. like, uh, in jail, like a lineup of people. Yeah. You, you could, could you could be like, He's an Archie Hamilton fan. He's a, <laughs> not going to name any other names. Archie would be fine with it. We won't start World War III with me, but yeah. anyone else, it'll be, be carnage. Um, interesting. Mm. Uh, how is Archie anyway? Yeah, he's good. I, I haven't seen him for like years. Um, yeah, he's good. I, I saw him um, not so long ago. He was out filming the same place as me. Yeah. Coincidentally, obviously, we didn't meet up. Um, and yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's, he's racing with uh, Lamborghini next year. You know, it just reminded me of something. That time you did that video that was like a fake. Perfect. It annoyed so many people. It was absolutely perfect. It couldn't have worked any better. And then we did an apology. We did a 15 minute video apologizing. And at the end, I said, I was only joking. I'm not sorry at all. And then it cut. <laughs> Wasn't he remotely sorry? It was terrible. I, I think like that was the moment that every uh, YouTuber, Instagram realized they're not actors. Yeah. <laughs> But the sort of people that were like dismayed by what we had done were the sort of people that sit there watching EastEnders thinking it's live and it's real. Yeah. Idiots. If you were disappointed by that whole thing, then like you deserve everything coming to you because that is just ridiculous. Like everything's set up for your entertainment. Everything. So, um, talking like Instagram deals and stuff like that. Um, recently JWW, um, I actually got a phone call from someone I knew at Ferrari and they were like, what? What is it like? Have you seen this whole JWW thing about yeah. like, asking for 25 grand and like a company, like a percentage of a company? What, what happened there? Uh, well, I don't know. I saw the tweet, same as everyone else. Yeah. Harris firing off as always. Chris Harris is trying top, to get clout online. Top, yeah, yeah. Top gear presenter. Okay. Just, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't even know if it was James. Really? Shmi's uh, manager, Mark, says it was James. Yeah. So I'm inclined to believe it probably was because it wasn't. Wasn't Shmi. He's yeah. the one with the Yaris. Yeah. Archie hadn't even got his Yaris at that point and he doesn't have it anymore yeah, yeah. already. Uh, and then like there's the car guys. I don't know if you know those guys. They've got Yaris. They're not about their life. So it could, it could only have really been James and the finger was pointed at him. So I don't know for sure, but, um, basically I think he, one of his team went in and asked for far too much money for a video. Yeah. Um, and a percentage of sales going forward on that particular item, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just looked a bit grabby. It just looked a bit, didn't look aligned with his kind of ethos and the way he kind of conducts himself online and buying this kind of humble everyman car and then yeah. demanding pretty much the entire retail price of the car for one video with it from a relatively small UK company during a pandemic. Yeah. I don't think it sat well with people. Um, and then coupled with that, I don't think it, it was responded to that well because he was mm-hmm. silent for a little while. Which you should have just said, you know, yeah. reached out for budget. It's what everyone does. You know, I've got yeah. my mood reaching out for budget the whole time. And, you know, yeah. it's what happens. It's the business. And, and I don't begrudge him asking for money. Yeah. I think good on him asking for money, in fact. And 25 grand actually would have been a bargain if that was, yeah. you know, seven videos worth or five videos or whatever. Yeah. Um, but as it transpired, I think it was one video, which is super aggressive. Yeah. Super aggressive. I mean, if they paid it, good on him. But, um, but I think. He came out of that looking badly because it looked grabby. I think his response made it worse in that he said, 
uh, it was my team that did it, you know, kind of almost squirming, just saying, Oh, my team did it. You know, yeah, when yeah. you're the face of an organization, you've got to, you've got to fall on your sword and just say, one of my team did it. Buck stops with me. Apologies if anyone was offended. That's what yeah. you've got to do. Um, I think Litchfield didn't come out looking great. I like the guys there, but I don't think they came out looking great because they obviously passed info to Chris, which is confidential. For example, if someone, uh, approached auto trader, auto trader approached someone and said, you know, 25 grand for, you know, a four page spread or whatever. You wouldn't expect that to be banded around all over the place, no. like a private email chain. And then, you know, someone like someone that presents Top Gear on BBC starting throwing people under the bus about it. And they all came out looking awful. I think they all just came out looking really petty. Chris just looks like he's got an agenda, even though he's an influencer himself. Yeah. Who does some TV work for now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just think they all look like prats off the back of it. Um, which. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 cause like weirdly, although I organize Mobile, mm. um, I'm, I don't really know much about the car world. Mm. I don't really follow it because obviously I wouldn't have companies in fitness and all these yeah. other things. So like a lot of people, obviously because of you and like other YouTubers I've done stuff with think of, think of me as like car person, but I, I, I genuinely do not understand what's going on in the car world. I kind of just distance myself from it and just concentrate on my book. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it, I mean, it makes sense. Like the proactivity of influencers now is a lot higher than it would have been two, three years ago. Yeah. Right. So them sending out a deck saying this is how much it costs to like make yeah. a video. But it's interesting you said about if auto traded did it, no one would say anything. Yeah. You know, so it's almost like why are you attacking someone that is doing it? Yeah. Okay. It might, if you don't ask, you don't get, you know, yeah, hundred percent. Good on him. Yeah. Good on him for taking the mick a little bit. Right. That's, that's good start, business. Yeah. start at 25 grand. If you get five grand and you accept it, then whatever, but perfect. Yeah. I think you're right though. I think the, if that's the, it, you know, if, if someone's going to go on Instagram or Twitter and talk about like private conversations about brand deals and stuff like that, yeah, it's like, silly. yeah, proper grubby like, move. And yeah. also, you know, the, the glass houses throwing stones thing, he was saying, you know, influencers, yeah. they don't always, um, declare. And one of the issues was actually that James apparently or someone had said that they wouldn't declare it as an ad. They'd be like, look, I'm not going to declare it as an ad. We'll just do the old, which, you know, it goes on. I mean, obviously I'd never do such a thing. Um, but. Yeah, Chris Harris himself, he, he, he's involved in collecting cars in one way or another. You know, yeah. he's constantly punting that and whatever else he's doing. I'm not yeah. accusing him of anything, but I'm just saying you're in a glass house, mate. You're basically collecting cars in house influencer yourself. Yeah. You're there punting car auctions and, and a lot of people are buying, you know, stinky cars with big bills yeah. that you're punting. So you're not squeaky clean, you know, and, and no one's digging you out and you wouldn't like it if people dug you out. So just, and he tried to get out of it by saying, you know, I didn't put any names in the mix. Well, it was actually only going to be three people. And he knew within five seconds, the internet being the internet, the finger would be fully on wh whoever was involved. And he got days and days of abuse over it. And I don't like the guy, but even I didn't like a lot of what was being said to him. Um, and I don't think all of it was fully justified. Um, so whilst I don't like the bloke, I do respect some of the business stuff that he does. Uh, some of the content is nice. So, yeah, I think a lot of people expected me just to be like, ah, yeah, good. You know, and I mucked him. I, I, I stuck my oil in. Yeah. I said something about my, my dog doing a 25 grand poo on Instagram. Yeah. You know, it's childish. <laughs> you know, it's topical. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to um, take that down. But yeah, no, I think you're right. It's like, <clears throat> this is what goes on. Mm. You know, it, this is, you know, what goes on. It's like, it's like sponsors with Mobball. Um, I find it difficult to work with sponsors. Mm. Sometimes, you know, you look at how much they are looking to like, like pay 
And so, like, because I've worked with sponsors that are literally the worst people on the planet. Mm. Like, the worst. I, I, I remember one where, oh, God, it's just, it was like an energy drink a long, long time ago. And it was like, I literally, I was like, I'm never having a sponsor again. Like, it's just not worth it. I'd rather focus all my energy on people that are taking part in mobile, the mobulers. Yeah. Right. Then worry about a 10 grand deal or a 15 grand deal that someone's going to bark at me every day going, why isn't this logo here? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'd, it's just not worth it. It's like, honestly. So it's like, um, it's hassle. The sponsor side of it is hard work. The videos are actually the easy bit and the content's the easy bit. Um, yeah, hundred percent. Uh, I feel you on that. The AdSense is so bad on my channel and other channels. You know, if you're getting a million, two million views a month, which is relatively big in automotive, yeah. I mean, I'm not even getting that. Yeah. It's a few grand a month. Yeah. Which is great, but it's not, you know, I mean, I think a, mi a million views on my channel is about four grand a month, maybe. Right. Which is good, but it's not, you know, 10 car garage good. Yeah. So it's, you're fully, fully reliant on the sponsors and the yeah. sponsors, it's not just, Oh yeah. Do you want 10 grand for an Instagram story? Yeah, sure. It's back and forth, back and forth, sending it for approval, amending it, putting it out at the right time, making sure that doesn't clash with other sponsors. Also then making sure that hasn't ruled you out of an area that yeah. then precludes you from doing a 30 grand deal with another sponsor down the line. Um, it's, it's hassle. Yeah. It is hassle. It's a lot of work. Um, there's worse jobs, but it is yeah. a pool egg, basically. Yeah. Um, that's the thing. I mean, we've been lucky with Mobile UK, the sponsors that we've had. They've been brilliant. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But the, obviously it comes down to communication. Um, but it is, it is like taking sponsors on this massive job. We end up doing tons of videos. So it, like, it takes up like weeks in the end. Um, but no, it's funny. It's, um, because I was even talking yesterday. Um, we we're talking about like deals. It, a lot of the time, there's no sort of like, um, blueprint because a lot of people obviously want to work with influencers have no idea what they want to do creatively no you know but then they start coming up with ideas that make absolutely no sense because obviously if you built up an audience that you know perfectly yeah. well you know what they'll react to you know what they'll believe and what they'll like um it feels like a lot of companies don't there's this middle they just don't get it they just that's the thing sometimes it. brands will approach me and, and they'll and they'll say right we want to work with an influencer we've got this we've got this idea for a campaign I'm like well, slow it down for a sec like what do you want to achieve do you want sign ups do you want followers do you want <laughs> followers on a specific platform do you want brand awareness do you want a particular you know offer that's now going up um to be pushed do you want, what do you actually want out of it because yeah. then we can work together and actually I know what the audience will respond to. Yeah. Um, but there are, there are brands that I've worked with on a long term basis that they're just so prescriptive about what they put in. And I, and I will do the deal, but I just say to them, you know, I'm not sure that's the hundred percent best way of doing it. Um, but yeah, there's brands that I work with long term that just, you know, it's very prescriptive and it's just, that's, that's the way of doing it. That's what you have to say. And that's how you have to say it. Um, which well, I don't think works that well, but whatever. Um, example, Huawei. Is that an example of those guys? They're super corporate and they're, it's the same for everyone? They are a massive company. Massive, massive company. And it, you tend to find the huge ones are not chilled at all. Really? Uh, I'm not in contract with them anymore. No? No. So you can use your iPhone? I don't have an iPhone, John. I don't, I don't know who's put this here. <laughs> Is this yours? It's mine. You used to use an iPhone to do you your Huawei commercials. <laughs> Um, you've got your own face on your background. Yeah. That's a bit weird. 
No, I was just, just bigging up my stuff, wasn't I? I just yeah. reminding myself like, of greatness. Look how, look how good I look. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. Um, no, Huawei are cool. Huawei are cool, but they, that had a very heavy exclusivity thing on it whereby, you know, you can't have any competing products, which is fair. You know, if you're paying yeah. someone to promote, you know, if you're Nike and you're paying someone to wear Nike all day and then they're running around in Adidas online, then, I yeah. mean, so I get it. I get yeah. it. But no, they were cool, actually. They weren't, uh, I didn't have any issues with them at all. They're yeah. really cool. And, and I still do use Huawei stuff. Yeah. Um, I just, like everyone, I have a range of devices. Yeah. I have like four phones. Yeah. I have like three laptops. Yeah. Um, still a drug dealer then. That's why. <laughs> yes. That's where the money actually comes from. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but there are, <laughs> there are other examples. I don't want to throw any brands under the bus, obviously. Sure. Because of the, the bunts, but yeah, some of them are paying. But the, I think the key is, is that know what you want off an influencer before you go in. Yeah. And Just, work with them know, on it. And because yeah. they'll know the best way of getting out of there. And ultimately the influencer, unless they're complete moron, which a lot of them actually are, they will help you get ROI. If they're yeah. a good influencer and they are a good person to work with, they will yeah. help you get ROI because ultimately they know that you'll be back for another deal. If you get a yeah. positive return on your investment, so you pay them five grand and you make them and they make you 10 grand, then everyone's a winner. They know you're, they're going to come, you're going to come back yeah. and pay them five times again that year. So, um, yeah. And not all of them are saying you get, it's weird because you get all guys with an audience of like passive eyeballs. Yeah. Guys that are, they get loads and loads of views, but they're people that just are kind of coming in and dipping out and they're not really interested in what's going on. And I yeah. think that's been shown by, have you seen that stereo app recently? Yeah, Everyone's been banging on. Yeah. So that was like a huge campaign, like a massive budget has gone into that new app. Yeah. I think it's really cool. I genuinely think it's good. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to be listening to this, so I can say what I want, but I genuinely think it's a really good app. It's basically like, um, a podcast and a phone call at the same time and the audience can like, jive in with with voice notes you can play yeah. voice note questions you can have a moderator it's all very clever well look man well look, i really appreciate you um spending time um i know how busy you are um and how many times we've been talking about this so um yeah all the best of everything uh let's get excited for our new event that we're launching on the weekend and um yeah stop being mean to people online just kidding